Hello and welcome to the Tasty Brew Music Podcast. I'm Diana Lynn. After a 45-plus year career in corporate America, I took a huge U-turn and became a volunteer DJ on 90.1 FM KKFI Kansas City Community Radio. Since 2010, I've been the host, programmer, and engineer of the weekly Americana Roots music radio show, The Tasty Brew. With this podcast, I share conversations with artists and industry insiders with the goal of educating and entertaining the listening audience. I strive to give a voice to the music makers and their supporters who are underserved or even ignored by mainstream corporate media. The Missouri Ozarks has both home and backdrop to Missouri Arts Council touring performer Mick Bird. A member of the Missouri Blues Society and Tennessee Songwriters Association International, Mick has performed at the legendary Bluebird Cafe in Nashville for over 20 years. An award from Billboard magazine kicked off his music career in 1994. Mick brings fans an amazing array of original roots rock, country, and his signature Ozark blues. Mick performs solo or with some of his very talented musician friends as a duo or band, creating the Backroad Band. Whether in his travels across Missouri, the United States, or Ireland, people everywhere find common ground in Mick Bird's music. My personal introduction to Mick Bird may be the most unique and unusual yet. A lifelong friend of nearly 50 years and I were talking one day, and she surprised me by telling me her 93-year-old mother confessed she'd been married to a man before she was married to my friend's father. His name was Curtis Bird. My friend later met Mick Bird totally by happenstance on the streets of Jefferson City as he was setting up for a music gig at a place called Gumbo Bottoms. She asked, do you happen to be related to Curtis Bird? Why, yes, he said he was my father. Oh my, she replied, your dad was once married to my mother. Now there's a song in there somewhere. My friend suggested at some point Mick get in contact with me. She thought my music connections in the heartland may be of assistance to him. He did reach out to me, and in March 2023, I had Mick on the Tasty Brew Music Radio Show. Enjoy my conversation with the pride of Vienna, Missouri, and almost brother to my friend, Mick Bird. I'm joined in the studio by Mick Bird from Vienna, Missouri. Vienna, Missouri, Ozark Blues purveyor. You know, I I didn't clear any of this with Darlene, so I probably shouldn't <laughs> say anything. But we have met very serendipitously yes, we uh, as a result of a common connection that we have and came up to play at Ryan's Public House. I don't even know how long ago that was. When was I don't it? either. It's been a while. My sense of time is... Who knows, whether it's before the pandemic or after the pandemic. But anyway, uh, he came up and played at Ryan's, and we've stayed in touch, and he's been uh, booking some Kansas City gigs, and we'll be playing, the, among other things, the Bloody Mary Morning series that the Heartland Song Network has at Mike Kelly's West Sider in May, the first weekend in May. Well, welcome oh, to Kansas you, City. How was the driving out there in the pouring rain? At least we didn't get two feet of snow. Like, well, it rained most of the way yesterday, but we weren't in a big hurry, and we uh, stopped and had a had a good meal and stayed w- with our, with our cousins and friends in Pleasant Hill, and everything was cool till we got to all the one way streets here around KKFI. Yeah, and that was a little challenging, but we're here. We're glad to be here. You know, everything's been torn up for about two years now. I was telling Debbie, and we've kind of gotten over the trauma because it's been like this, and it's going to be like this for another couple. But I can't even imagine what it's like to to try to navigate in the rain. And you're not sure where you're going, but you're here. We so, are here so and happy to be here. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and get started with some live music. These these folks would uh, love to hear what you uh, 
You said you've got some some new stuff. What would you like to yeah, share? I'm a, I'm going to play you all new stuff that I haven't recorded yet this morning, Diana, and I'd like to tell folks that uh, part of the reason for my visit this evening with the CEO, Miss Debbie, is that we are uh, going to be at Limitless Brewing in Lenexa uh, tonight from six to eight, a solo gig. And if folks like what they hear, we'd love to see you this evening. And this is what you'll hear. This it morning, looks, sounds great in my new headphones that I just learned how to use yesterday. <laughs> I think I read on Facebook you got those for a gift. I did. Well, it is Santa. good to have people give you nice gifts. Santa, and it's taken me this long to figure out how to use them. Oh, oh hey, we hear I you. I like literally marked off two or three hours yesterday to sit down with the little booklet that came with them and give myself the space and the grace to not be able to figure it out for a while, but sounded really good in my headphones there, Mr. Cool. Bird. We're joined in the studio live, Mick Bird from Vienna, Missouri, uh, down in the Ozarks. Do you come from a musical family? Yes, ma'am. Uh, my uh, my dad was a uh, jazz piano player here in Kansas City for a little while uh, after World War II till he, uh, he met my mom through uh, my uncle. Uh, he was a, a friend of my of my dad's and moved to a small town in uh, of Vienna and became a barber and throughout all of my childhood uh, I really got the sense that my father would have been a lot happier as a piano player yeah. than a barber in a small town and things kind of turned left for him and I made up my mind a good number of years ago that I felt I had that spark 
I felt that I had that need, and uh, maybe I'm playing for him and me too. Well, to lead a lyrical life is not easy. I mean, if if you have, especially in the in the heartland, if if you've got a what I call a Joe job or something, you know, that can pay the bills, that's one thing. But if you have decided that all you're going to do is music, it's really tough. I mean, I, I talk to artists all the time that are making the same amount of money now that they did, <laughs> yes. you know, for a gig, you know, yeah. 40 years ago. Sure. It's just it's sure. just nuts. When you write, are you a, a solo artist or do you collaborate with others to write? I write solo as far as uh, my part of the music. Uh, Diana, I'm uh, very, very fortunate to be connected with uh, Brad Edwards, Dennis Lane Schubert, two really fine lead guitar players, and Ray Spiller, our percussionist and I bring them a song to the table and they write what they feel is going to be appropriate for that song for them. I do not. Now, I'll get a riff in my head that I might suggest or uh, something stylistically I might suggest, but I think one of the joys of of being uh, a purveyor of original music is that you get to create and those guys get to create as well. And uh, we appear in all three configurations tonight here in KC. I'm solo. I'll also be solo on April the 22nd at uh, uh, Old Shawnee Pizza and Pub on that night in uh, on Friday, April 22nd, Saturday, April 20th. It's April 22nd, whatever it is. And then we're bringing all three folks uh, to the Heartland Song Network Bloody Mary Morning on May the 6th at Mike Kelly. And I will tell you, if you guys want to show to that, come to the Bloody Mary Morning, we're going to need a large enthusiastic audience because we're going to have to get up really early to get ready to play by 11 in the morning i know when we talked about that uh you asked whether i really wanted to do that and yes i really want to do that but i really don't want to get up there well you know up until recently those started at 10 oh that's doors were at nine. what was bloody mary morning it's biscuits and gravy and it's breakfast tacos we did it for over three years with the doors opening at 9 and the music starting at 10. And finally, the staff at Mike Kelly's and the artists said, you know. Yeah. <laughs> How about 11, Diana? And, yeah. you know, honestly, I love it that it's later. I, oh, get, sure. I get to sleep another hour as well. Oh, that's going to be fun. We're yeah. Really looking for- it's wonderful to experience live music up close and personal. I mean, I admonish people all the time. It's, it's especially the younger generation. I'm going to sound like an old lady at this point. But they've grown up on streaming and devices and looking at screens and not necessarily experiencing the live thing. And there's just no substitution for it as far as I'm concerned. But I have learned over the years to more appreciate the smaller venue and the and the more intimate surroundings. I think my days of going to, you know, Bonnaroo and Americana Fest and South by Southwest and things like that are kind of over. I love a small, intimate kind of listening room house concert series. Well, it's a it's a different experience. I think, Diana, one of the things that one of the few complaints that that Debbie and I have about doing what we're doing is that we don't we're we're so busy playing and traveling to play that we don't get a chance to sit down and listen to other people mm-hmm. play. And I I'm a I think I'm a great audience. I, I love live music, mm-hmm. uh, particularly if it's original. I really love it. I wish we had more of a chance to do that. But uh, we're also happy to be really, really busy. We are we're booked forever and ever uh, ahead. And you know, if you if you have a place to go and you have an appreciative group of people to play for, and you can get there and not go broke, it's a pretty good life. It's a pretty good life. Is your antenna up all the time as far as receiving inspiration to to write? You've been at this of a while now. Is have you established a routine, or does it change? over the years what how how does it work for you well i think uh, from what little i know of how other people go about the business and 
<clears throat> in some ways I'm fairly undisciplined. Uh, I think maybe uh, the worst job in the world would be uh, to, to be as a staff writer and walk in a, a room and you're supposed to have three songs at the end of the day. And I know that that is a lot of how people write and, and bless their hearts if they can do that. But I tend to be sporadic and impulsive and I don't know that my antenna is always up. I'm not looking for a hook or I'm not looking for an idea. But I think most folks who paint or sculpt or, or write music or play music or sing or any of the arts, we're probably a little more open to what we encounter in a, in a day's time. And every person that you pass on the sidewalk has a story. It might be a very interesting story that you don't have an opportunity to know, but everyone has one. And if an idea strikes, I normally sit down with a guitar and I'm, al I'm almost always music first. And we have a, a cool little green room off our kitchen. And I'll sit down with a guitar and, and come up with a riff or a hook or something that I think adds to the mood of the song. And I'll sit down and write it. And I'm really not much of a tinkerer. I mean, once in a while, Debbie will suggest, hey, that word really doesn't fit there or that's a little trite. Can you think of another way to say that? And I listen to her because she's the CEO. You know, it has to pass has to pass by her desk. And if Mama I, ain't happy, nobody's happy. Nobody's happy. happy. <laughs> and, uh, and she's a really good songwriting critic and I think kind of tough sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I'll go play it for her in the kitchen and in the dining room. And if she says it's good enough, well, then it's ready. And we're fortunate down in the Ozarks. Uh, uh, we'd like to get to Kansas City more often, uh, Diana. It's, you know, so many, so many neat places and cool people here. But it is a pretty good trip. And playing around home, we play for a lot of the same people. I always try to keep the new song pipeline going to where they have something new to right. listen. In fact, the songs I'm going to play for you this, this morning, we have 11 CDs. I'm not playing anything off the CDs. These are all these are all new. My last part of my diatribe here is that I'm not a tinkerer. When when I'm done, I'm I'm done. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, kind of thing. And and you yeah. can judge yourself and distrust yourself, and you finagle with something that it is like practicing a song so much the song has no soul. You have just squeezed the life out of it. Just play it. Let it let it breathe. If it, if it hits a nerve, if I feel like it really has a good message, and we enjoy it, and the audience enjoys it, it stays in the set list. And sometimes that doesn't happen. It's gone. Are there others? I mean, in your material, you use the term Ozark blues. Is that a thing, or is that just how you characterize what you do because you are from there, you live there, and you play the blues? Is there I, like a blues society down there? Is there there's a circuit a, there, down there? There is a very, very active Missouri Blues Society that we're proud to be uh, uh, members of. In fact, they're uh, they're sponsoring some recordings here coming up. It's a neat group of people. To me, Ozark blues describes just what, what I do, Diana. It's blues at the intersection of country and 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 old roots rock it all has that down home feel yeah. to my ears so when you're looking for a, a marketing tool when people go who do you sound like uh i like to say i sound like mick yeah. you know and i and well country's just blues with a twang you know sure, just sure i mean i heard that years and years ago well let's let's hear another one of these new tunes all righty we just finished a trip to Nashville. Uh, uh, I played at the Bluebird Cafe. I've been doing their songwriter shows for a long, long time. And I decided to uh, play them a song that had nothing to do with country music, but it has an awful lot to do with uh, writing songs and, uh, and singing. And it's called A Bird Who Will Not Sing. 
shadows free to lose spinning like a marble in the centrifuge wounded by failures not past Hopelessness won't last Sometimes life can break our wings Mouths open, no sound Just waiting Like a bird who will not sing Never quite succeeding Always on the verge Stranded in the off-ramp Afraid to merge Pulled over in the breakdown lane Afraid to try Watching wild Passes by Sometimes Life can Break our wings Miles Over no sound Just waiting Like a bird who will not Like a rock song to me. Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, it is more like a like rock an ELO, song. Jeff Lynne kind of thing. Cool. We uh, we market ourselves as Ozark Blues, uh, Roots Rock, and, and Roots Country. And I, I think, to my ear, Diana, being sort of multi-genre, I've always considered to be uh, you know a, a good thing. I don't want to hear personally two hours of music that all sounds the yeah, same, but yeah. I also think it has common roots. Well, it does. It does. And I think, like you said, from a listening standpoint, from from someone that goes to a lot of shows, I do like variety. Dare I say a tasty brew of of music. Do you like the recording process? Do you like going in the studio? I love it. Do you? And we're uh, we're going on Sunday. We are uh, we're going to record uh, with the band uh, four new singles that we are going to release as singles, which you've never done before. And uh, we're also going to have an accompanying video uh, with each of those, which we have not done before. That's kind of uh, the way. We think we think we kind of need to do that. Uh, a lot of venues these days, uh, they'd like to see you a- as well as hear you. And our stuff, venue uh, video-wise, is a little bit dated. If we have time, Diana, I would love to do you... Uh, uh, a real rocker before we close with a with an Americana one. We have a, a, a fairly new uh, rock CD called Shadow in the Sun. And a couple of years ago, our folks back home were uh, constantly requesting our rock music, which we do a bunch of in, in shows. Uh, Mr. Brad Edwards, lead guitar player, is a, is a fabulous, 
fabulous player. And he will be here with me on May the 6th at uh, Bloody Mary morning. Uh, and folks can hear him and, and Ray on percussion as well. And anyway, the folks back home were saying, man, Birdman, we'd, we'd like to have that music available. So uh, we'd never done a full-fledged rock CD. It's it's not a quasi-rocker. It's it's the real deal. I would say reminiscent of uh, Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, that, that sort of thing. If I could, I'd like to play a, a brand new tune uh, in that vein. Go for it's it. It's called Desiderata.
Sounded great as an acoustic piece, but I can hear it as a full band rocking. <laughs> My buddy Bradley rocks that song major, uh, and uh, that's a part of, of what we do, uh, Diana. In in my live solo show, in in our band show, in our in our duo shows, and uh, we're uh, you know we'll we'll just have to say so far so good. We're pleased with with where our music business is is heading, and uh, you know the fact that we have a, a really really full schedule and. We play to appreciative people who, who like what we do. What a life. Well, it is a, a wonderful life to try to support it, too. It's it's a lot of fun, and, and I'm so encouraged to hear such positivity in what you're saying because I hear a lot of negative stuff about the business. There really aren't any rules anymore. You can just, I mean, it sounds like you've taken the bull by the horns, as it were, and you're making your own, you're creating your own reality. And I'm looking um, at your schedule here. And and by the way, if you're just joining us, my guest in the studio today is Mick Bird. Bird is with the Y, B-Y-R-D, from Vienna, Missouri. And he's going to be playing tonight at the Limitless Brewing Company, which is in Lenexa. He will be back in Kansas City, let's see. April 22nd. April 22nd. I have to turn the page over here. At Old Shiny Pizza at the Lenexa location. And also he will be with a band for the Bloody Mary Morning at Mike Kelly's West Sider. I also, I have lots of friends in Eureka Springs, and so I see that oh, you're going to be there. Eureka so yeah, I wanted to say to. that you're going to be at the Crescent Hotel on March the 15th. So that one's coming right up. For those that are liking what they're hearing and want to check it out, uh, Mick is on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, uh, all at Mick Bird Music. You can find his music on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, iTunes, uh, all that good stuff. I-, I wanted to talk to you about the Missouri Arts Council touring musicianship. Um, I recently sat in on, helped curate and judge uh, Kansas applicants for the touring artists in Kansas. Tell our listeners what it means to be an approved Missouri touring performer, what that program is and what that means for you as an artist. Well, Diana, the the roots of it are, uh, I think, any any decent decent, uh, songwriter has a really good sense of place. Uh, I think you have to know who you are and for me who I am as a human and a songwriter a musician is very much tied into uh, where I live where I was born uh, the small count characters I grew up with and and still around every day the arts council uh, allows performers to uh, submit their work and if they feel it is of a quality that presents Missouri in a positive light and uh, is somehow uniquely Missourian uh, to them. They do a wonderful job of promotion for us. There are grants that are available for small towns and fairs and libraries and things that might not be able to bring artists in that that they help with. Uh, the publicity-wise is, is just super. Uh, I was there Missouri Arts Council Performer of the Month last May, and that opened some doors for us. You know, and as you're saying, you know, you were on a panel to to judge um, some I of the I hate Kansas that word, folks. but that's what it was. I, hate that I uh, word. I'm not much on evaluation. 
when it comes to music. I mean, it's, it has to be done, but yeah. you know, music shouldn't be competitive. It, it should be something that we that we can all enjoy. And that evaluate word is that's a that's a little harsh. You were saying that you know from what you get from uh, Debbie and I is maybe a little more positive than than what you get from some folks. Uh, what are you looking for? What do you what do you see? What's your goal? I would say to all independent musicians out there, maybe a little younger th- than I am these days, do it yourself. Mm-hmm. The the key the key to us being successful is that we keep a really good handle on what we're doing, how we're going to pay for it, where we're going to travel, all those kinds of things. And we've turned down some some nice offers from Nashville in, in particular, but you lose all of the quality control over what you're doing. And as one of the NSAI evaluators, songwriter evaluators, told me years ago, a wonderful lady, she said, Mick, are you willing to sell your soul to have a number one hit? And I said, oh, absolutely not. I'm not. She goes, well, you're competing against hundreds of thousands of people who would. Yeah. That's not me. Yeah. Doing doing it your way is... is, uh working I think I, I mean I can just tell by the light in your eyes and how comfortable you feel uh, talking about it is is the touring artist designation something that you have to apply for every year or no. once you have it you know uh, at least they haven't kicked me off yet yeah, yeah. and it's been a lot of years so I guess they grandfather you yeah I hope so well I'm, I'm not sure how the Kansas one works whether you have to that maybe it's like for five-year term or something like that and then you have to you know reapply Diana, or isn't it like funny that. how how we all John Q. Public, my my analogy to, to music is if you ask a, a room full of people or a room full of kids, would you like a chocolate ice cream cone or a vanilla ice cream cone? 90% of the room will look around to see who's voting for chocolate or vanilla before they vote. If you want chocolate, say chocolate. If, if you're playing music for people and there's a table of folks that maybe are there because of you and they really like what you're doing, the whole room likes you. And if you're in a room where you don't know anybody, maybe far from home, you got to win that first table. When you win that first table, spreads like wildfire. How do you handle a scenario where there's that one table or there's that one person who's a little bit loud and your performance is kind of interfering with their conversation? <laughs> do, you, do you have a plan or do you ignore it? Do you address it? How I, do you address for, it? First of all, I don't play louder. And when folks when folks come to hear us, one of the things you're going to notice is uh, even, with, even with our band, we don't force you to listen to us with, with volume. You know, if, if you can play, it should be apparent in your playing. I've noticed that if a table's being really loud, quite often that would be the table that Debbie might choose to go visit at the first break and say, hi, how you doing? And, and do the, the business part of it. And she might tell them something that would get them a little bit more interested right. in involved, involved engaged, in what's yeah. going on. And, you know, you hope I try to make a lot of eye contact with that table, not in a, not in a negative way. You know, somebody's friendly to you yeah. and, and they're genuinely nice to you. Uh, it's a rare person who won't respond sort of in kind. I also always try to keep in mind, without the venue, I'm sitting on my on my front porch with my tip jar out on the street in Vienna. Whatever's going on has to be good for the place that I'm, I'm playing. We would consider ourselves to be very, very venue-friendly. Whatever the venue mm-hmm, wants us, mm-hmm. when and where and, and how, turn the volume up, turn the volume down. It's their place. If, if they're hosting me, I always want it to be 
as good for them as, as it is for me. They're trying to make a living, too. Yeah. Well, it's uh, a tightrope to walk because people are acting kind of strange these days. It's, it's kind of scary to maybe even initiate the conversation. One of the things that I noticed that the Listening Room series around here are doing is, is trying to educate the audience and set the expectations at the very beginning by announcing this is an acoustic show or this is a listening room for mm-hmm. the next couple of hours. Please turn off your phones, direct your conversation tone down here so that you're not interfering and that if you just keep doing that and being consistent with it people um, people will learn people you... will people will learn and, and people will respond the challenge is going to be you know like a sports bar or something like that where the music is not primary the primary focus you know, it's sure. not the primary focus well if there's anybody that can handle it i, I think it, it's it's probably you i appreciate you sharing the information about the missouri arts council because i I'm, I'm not sure that a lot of diy artists out there know that that might be something that they want sure. to look into and we're back in the studio my name is diana lynn this is the tasty room music radio show my guest since about 11 a.m has been mr mcbird from vienna missouri he is a approved and approved missouri touring performer from the missouri arts council he's playing all over the place here in the midwest he is booked for it looks like here at least through june in all number of uh, well diana let me tell you that's half our schedule i'm booked through november is it, well, there's, That's just yeah. page one and two. We've yeah. got page three and four. So, you know, I talk to a lot of DIY artists, independent artists that come in here. The business of music is also an art, and especially a lot of the younger artists are very, that can be very, very talented and um, classically trained and know music theory and whatever, but they don't have a clue about the business side of it. And a lot of them have blinders on and don't want to know and just they're going to kind of stumble through it. But I would think that you have to have someone in your corner, whether it's your significant other or a fan that's willing to take on that responsibility. You as an artist, I mean, I've put a lot of artists up in my house over the years, and it's always amazing to me. They get up in the morning, and the first thing they do is they're firing up the laptop or looking at the phone, responding to emails, booking. That's time that they're not spending creating music, practicing, rehearsing, so if it's something that you don't like doing, find a way. Find a person <laughs> that can do that for you because the business side of it is absolutely required if you're going to try to make a living at it. Well, sure, Diana, and I think that's not the fun part. I mean, that's not what I want to do. That's not what we want to do. Everybody should be so fortunate as to have <clears throat> to have a Debbie Bird, but she is taken. And she is a marvelous at the business, at business end. I've told people for 20 years, we have a, a, a very important music business. I'm the music, which is true, and she's the business, mm-hmm. and that's really true. Well, it's you're very you're a lucky man. <laughs> I, I know it. <laughs> is I know what I'm it. Saying. Debbie passed me a note here, wanted to talk about or wanted me to mention, and thank you for that. The Mid America Arts Alliance is an entity that's I think they're based here in Kansas City. At least I know where their office mm-hmm. is, and their footprint is right here in the heartland, where mm-hmm. they are uh, helping the arts, regardless of whether it's visual arts or music, and the footprint is. Kansas, Missouri, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and probably Texas as well. Nebraska, have you taken advantage of... Uh, just something? just slightly, uh, Diana, the Mid-America Arts Alliance is like the big, big brother of the Missouri Arts Council. They're very, very involved in promoting arts throughout the Midwest. And as you can see on the schedule, if we do, we'll do cross-country things once or twice a year, but primarily... 
Um, I'm playing in Missouri and Kansas, Arkansas, Iowa, Illinois, and once in a while in Tennessee, which is pretty pretty much their area. And they do a lot of the same things that the Missouri Arts Council does on a regional level rather than a state level. Wonderful organization. During the pandemic lockdown a couple of years, what did you do? We recorded music. We, uh, we recorded two full-length CDs, uh, a lot of times with our masks on in the studio unless I was singing. You know, that downtime venues really couldn't hire you. It really wasn't the best time to be out and about playing. I played very minimally and and tried to keep it outside uh, if, if I could. Uh, Debbie didn't do nearly the rounds that she usually makes. If you come out to Limitless tonight, she'll visit with you. She'll be at your table. She'll say hello. She'll hand you a little brochure. So if you want to know more about this McBird guy and what he does, here's Here's your chance. She wasn't able to do that nearly to the extent that we normally do, but we spend our time recording. We have uh, two new CDs, Good Night Tonight, Country Blues CD, and Shadow on the Sun, a full-fledged rock and roll CD that uh, are the product of our of our labors there. That was the last we recorded now until Sunday when, uh, as I told you, we'll be headed to the studio. You know, COVID was hard on everyone. You know, it wasn't just us. You know, it was, and I think, I think that if you were a creative or a generative artist, you had to give yourself, and I've used this phrase before, the space and the grace to not do anything, if, if, especially if you'd been a touring artist and you'd been out on the road f- forever, to take that time to just be you know you don't you don't have to create every every single day i mean if if the pixie dust came to you in the ether fine but if it didn't read a book take a walk sure take there, a nap there, you know life life is good diana yeah. there's, there's lots of roads to travel and i think music is one of the things that you can just be consumed with if you're not careful it is your life well i want it to be a very important part of my life but that's not all Mick Bird is. Mm-hmm. I have, I drive the school bus to ball games for our local high school. I'm a retired teacher. You were saying, hey, it's really tough to be a you know musician and and try to make it solely on that. I did my uh, 31 years in the classroom, coached for 40, and now you know if we want to go play music somewhere, we do. And if we really rather not make that trip, we don't have to mm-hmm. because we don't use it to pay the electric bill or to uh, you know to buy baloney which is really good some months it's good that that we don't do that but it gives it gives me the freedom uh, you know to to be a to be a person and I don't I don't want to be consumed with music I'm not going to sell my soul to have a number one hit in Nashville well I am very blessed and grateful that I've lived this long to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it I highly recommend it just hang yes, <laughs> hang in there, folks, and do things the way you want to do it. You know, we've talked about education and collaboration. I also like to touch on mentorship, especially you're in a position, I think, to ad- address this more or better than, than most. Were you mentored over the years by a specific uh, teacher or musician that you'd like to give props to, or are you mentoring someone now since you're in really a position to do that if you chose to in the beginnings of of me writing songs i I had a really really serious knee injury and i was going to be laid up for a while and when i got done feeling sorry for myself i decided it was really time to pick up the guitar and really get back into music again and in our hometown we are blessed to have one of the legends of traditional country music leona williams she is a wonderful wonderful person she is just as good a person as she is artist Uh, she was married to dave kirby who was merle haggard's lead guitar player and they were gracious enough to let me come out to their house when they were home from nashville and play them a a few songs 
Dave Kirby gave me some of the best songwriting advice I've ever gotten. He said, write songs about what you know. And the second piece of advice was, get a shorter pencil. <laughs> and I, I have tried to do that. And over the years, you know, sure, you, you ask people and folks that you admire and you like. As far as mentoring other folks, I'm, I'm always open to try to help people do what they what they want to do musically if I can help in any way. We're members of the Tennessee Songwriters Association uh, down in Nashville and that's a very good collaborative group. You know as as far as mentoring any individual on a full-time basis no but I'm sure open if somebody wants to give me a call or uh, shoot me an email or Facebook message and said Mick how did you do that or how do you do that I'd be I'd be perfectly willing to try to help in any way I can. It's not like I'm an expert. I mean, you know, we all we all take two steps forward and and one step back, but I can sure tell folks maybe some things not to do. You have to leave one little element out that they have to figure out on their own. <laughs> so that they can come back to you when when they need to. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on today. I can't believe it's uh, almost time for me to get out of here, but I want to try to get one more song in here from you and uh, uh, remind everybody that you're listening to Mick Bird from Vienna, Missouri. He will be at Limitless Brewing tonight. That's 9500 Dice Lane in Lenexa, uh, limitlessbrewing.com for all the uh, details. It's tonight from 6 to 8 p.m., and it is a solo show with Mick tonight. What would you like to to uh, leave us with today. I'm grateful that you left me uh, enough time to play this song because I would be heartbroken if I could not. This is a song called Lazy. Uh, We're going to be recording it on Sunday and doing an accompanying video uh, as well. I played this song in Nashville at the Bluebird Cafe a couple Sundays ago, and to have the crowd sing this song with me was magical. We None of us know how many ticks of the clock we have left, but we we can choose how we are going to spend those ticks. Your hair was blonde then Now it's gone gray Mine's just a memory Cause it's all gone away Spring turns to summer Summer turns fall In time, time makes victims of us all So lazy on up Lazy on down Taking our time drinking wine Lazy around Lazy real slow Lazy on through Spending this long lazy day Loving on you Hold on to the memories And things that last Who knows what it's like On the other side of the grass Remember the good times Bad times forget 
The best thing to carry on with you is no regrets. So lazy on up, lazy on down. Taking our time drinking wine, lazing around. Lazy real slow. Lazy on through. Spending this long, lazy day loving on you. Oh, lazy on up. Lazy on high Taking our time drinking wine Lazy around Lazy real slow Lazy on through Spending this long lazy day Loving home Spend this long, lazy day loving on you.